This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. And it's, yeah, it's the morning. <laughs> There's light outside. Let's take a look. Um, the topic is uh, the basement. And as we look out the blinds, it is a gray day. There is, uh, there is a sense of doom. <laughs> Not really. It's just the... The usual gloom and doom in Vancouver. Uh, the basement. So what is the basement? I've been using the basement as a way to um, explain part of process, <clears throat> especially with um, writer's block and uh, that say we feel stuck and we um, we're working on something that we want, uh, but we need to confront, right? The real issue, the big stuff. Uh, of course, we don't want to confront it. We don't want to look at it because it's, you know, it's horrific and, you know, oh, no one's going to buy that. No one's going to read that because it's so horrible and terrible. I've mentioned it in previous episodes is, you know, this is, this is the part of ourselves that is essential and something that we all carry um, because of our uprising uh, upbringing it is uh, it is a burden and it ought not to but unfortunately <laughs> we, we we prop up um, civilization and we we make deals um, I was gonna say we make deals with devils um, but we definitely make deals with um, What's it called when you're sort of divided? And uh, like, say, there's a psychological term for um, being disconnected, you know, from from oneself or one's experience. Uh, the outer world is just so you know so important and so overwhelming, and and uh, there's this sense of grief. There's this feeling of grief and despair and desperation. Oh, Moss, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, this is, this is not the podcast for you, then. <laughs> Move on, my friend, <laughs> or you shall have nightmares. And, um, and two, it is that. It, it is the stuff of nightmares. And yet it is our nature. Uh, you know, we, we are um, a bandwidth. We are a spectrum. We are not one chunk, right? You know, like in literal fact, in you know, in in being hard hardwired, um, you know, we, that we have emotions, and, and if you you know if you're sort of turning off one and saying, well, we don't need that, right? It's it's not going away, right? <laughs> it's a, it's merely that you're repressing it, and uh, that's that's dangerous stuff. You just have to look at you know religions and ideologies and um you know as soon as you repress one all of a sudden there's this build-up i'm just imagining the series of sort of gauges and um you know say way, you know, switches ways to you know turn off emotions so you say oh well we don't we don't do this emotion over here so we'll turn it off and all of a sudden you're running over and you're releasing pressure on you know on valves and um it's it's messing up everything so what does this have to do with writing 
What does this have to do with storytelling? Uh, the, the difficulty is that we are, you know, we, we do tell stories. Uh, I'm, I'm coming from the, uh, the vantage of, and I'm so sorry, I am, I am a storyteller. <laughs> I tell stories, I tell fibs, I lie, I lie for money. Um, Moss, lie for us. Okay, I will. And, and yet we are asked to tell a particular type of story um, that the audience wants. And if you, if you veer away from that, um, if you're not on course and on track, um, then, you know, you're not, <laughs> you're not doing your job. But that, that is the audience. Um, you know, do we, uh, do we play to the gallery, right? Do we play to the majority? Or do we play to a select group that, you know, it resonates with us, but also the importance, right, in saying things that, um, that target, you know, those areas of repression, right, that say we're not supposed to talk about sexuality, right? You know, sexuality is, oh, that's a joke. Um, just recently, uh, I connected with a local poet at, who is, uh, you know, filthy, their language, their, their humor, their jokes, um, and, and yet not, right? It's, it's a part of ourselves. And, you know, say th there's this nervous laughter. Um, and, and myself, I'm, I'm coming from a, um, an upbringing that is slightly more on the side of acknowledging that. And, um, is it, is it a feminist upbringing? I don't think I ever, you know, heard the word feminist, but looking back on it, it is you know, quite, quite feminist and, um, you know, women sort of, we want power. And then these, you know, hippie men going, you know, well, you know, fine, as long as we can have some fun too, cool. <laughs> and then heartbroken, uh, you know, broken hearts along the way. Uh, do we need to do this? I suspect that we are all doing this going down into the basement. I suspect that we're all doing that, that, that the basement, um, we cannot help it. And that that is actually what the storytelling process is about, right? That we're going down there. We're finding the, is it the ultimate boon? It, you know, we're, ah, right. Um, Lauren Sapala and, uh, so she's a writer down in, she's an author down in San Francisco. And I got to hear her um, being interviewed and sort of getting new information. And for the first time hearing um, her story, I knew bits and pieces. And, uh, and she, she was talked about this encounter with a writing instructor who said, who told her to quit, who said, you know, you're not, you're not a writer, right? And you're not... Um, you know, there's no point. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know why that kind of hijacking or, you know, that bomb vest, you know, why did the instructor do that? You know, um, taking, taking the student aside one-on-one -on -one and then, and then, you know, forget it. You know, you're this, this thing you're doing, right. Going down in the basement, you're terrible at it, right. You're, oh, you're not going to connect with, um, this part of yourself that is being repressed, 
you know, whatever emotional state it is on, on the rainbow, which is a, a, which is an interesting symbol, like say, you know, this cross use, uh, cross cultural, subcultural use of a symbol, um, the rainbow, the spectrum, the bandwidth, and, um, that that instructor for me there's a lack of maturity <clears throat> i can say that at this point i guess but uh you know say earlier on i remember uh a poet a local poet saying pretty much the same thing to me and it hurt but i was also coming from the place uh, a place where that's that was nothing new and it wasn't going to stop me right because they were wrong <laughs> So that's a that's a small blessing for me, I guess. The basement. Uh, Carl Jung, you know, great, but also nothing new. Um, the great is a reinterpretation and, say, you know, taking the past and translating it. And there's this analogy of, you know, a person like a house, the psyche is like the house. We have the attic at the top. We have, um, and, and this is sort of like full consciousness, right? You know, the, the persona, the, the, what we see on the surface. And then when you go down into the basement, you're encountering all of the things, you know, all of the other stuff you are, but that you're not allowed to tell the neighbors. And, whew, you know, if the police knew about this, if the government knew about this, you know, the, the villagers would appear outside and, and you know, <laughs> you wouldn't be long for the world. Um, I, I'm joking about that, but on the other hand, I'm not. Um, in Canada, we have, uh, we have systemic racism. Yes, of course, it's everywhere. But, uh, say, in communicating with others internationally, other, other authors, writers, publishers, critics... Uh, it is to say, it, like, say for me that I can communicate uh, what's in the basement. This is something we don't talk about. We can't talk about it. I mean, for the brief flare-ups, you know, you don't go down into the basement. You know, don't do it. Don't talk about it. We won't publish your books. Uh, you know, of course, there's you know some small press, some really cool people who are who are going to tackle right. You know, what is down in the basement and say yes, got to get that stuff out there. In, in a way, um, social, say the social value of what is in the basement, it devalues everything above, right? Um, what is in the basement? Uh, for Carl Jung, uh, I believe it was in a dream, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was a dream that, that there was this archaeology, that there were these skeletons in the basement, um, but more so in the sense of, you know, uh, these skeletons were from a long time ago. And so we're talking about ancestors. We're talking about, um, you know, uh, our ancient behavior, uh, the way that we were. And, you know, oh, we don't, we don't, uh, I was going to say monkey around, but we don't, we don't act like apes anymore. And yet we do. We totally do. We do everything that the apes did everything every single little thing the difference is you know our language is, is of course more baroque 
<laughs> in both senses. In you know, it's broken, but it's also baroque, as in classical music and art. Um, it's intricate. You know the way the way that we um, kill, and then going back to what's going on in Canada, the way we kill mentally ill people, uh, the way we kill mentally ill um, indigenous First Nations people. Just I get I just got to breathe through this. Um, and two, my my training is to not talk about this, and I don't want to talk about it. You know I want the pretty picture on the postcards and the um, travel uh, posters, you know, come to Canada, come to Vancouver, you know, in July and August, right? And here I am, you know, inviting you, right? But don't come here if you are indigenous and don't come here if you are mentally ill, right? If you, uh, if you get caught here and, you know, if the police don't know what to do, they're going to, they're going to shoot you, right? And um, they're going to, you know, they're going to knee on your neck. They're going to do something. They're going to treat you really terribly. Um, you know, and if you're shocked and if you, oh, that's impossible, right? Or <laughs> I'm just imagining people in, in England, forget about the UK, in England, you know, and uh, that split of, you know, where you are on that spectrum, right? You know, it's really important to be, um, you know, awful to other people. Right. And uh, we're not going to embrace the compassionate side of the spectrum. Right. You know, well, the colonies, you know, the colonies. Right. You know, barbaric. Right. All the people that go over there. Oh, barbaric. You know, we are civilized. Going back to uh, Joseph Conrad's whited sepulchers in um, the heart of darkness. Oh, Moss, did you study literature? I think it was one of one of the works that was actually recommended to me by my stepfather, who was um, an English major. Um, and yeah, so I believe it was one that he had studied and he saw he saw the relevance and importance in it. and and uh, i'm I'm grateful for that because you know, say those um, insights change one's opinions, right? You know, you get an alternate view and um, an example would, another example would be Japan. And if you, if you don't know what Japan did in, in Korea and other places, then it's, you know, it's just all anime and sunshine and it's everywhere. It, it doesn't matter where you go. Um, there are these alternate perspectives and um, it, it's sort of like, say, every place has their tourism poster. For us, it was, it was come to Tokyo during July and August, which is the best time in Vancouver. Come to Tokyo, right? During the summer, you know, why don't you come to Tokyo? And they have a young man in a, in a tie and, um, but looking very sort of, you know, chic, business casual, um, you know, his hair is perfectly quaffed. And, uh, of course too, he's, you know, he's a, an Aryan, um, whatever, blonde hair, blue eyes and everything. And, and uh, it's me, right? I'm, you know, I'm that guy, or maybe a younger version of myself. But you know, why would we ever leave Vancouver in July and August? You want to get us in the dead of winter. That's when you want to get us to go over to Japan. Um, oh, Moss, but it's winter in Japan. It's like, no, no, no. You don't understand. <laughs> We're being boiled and led, 
which is not a, a accurate. It's, um, anyways, you know, it's dark, it's dark, it's wet, it's cold. And two, not cold, cold. It's just, you know, refrigerator cold. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, a, just a lot of sad people walking around. That's when you want to go to Tokyo. And then, of course, somebody in the advertising, you know, PR or whatever, they're quickly scribbling this down. Basement. Um, our basement in Vancouver is, uh, yeah, December 21st. So that would be the winter solstice, right? The darkest time of the year. And it is... Um, you can feel it. You know, even people who have sunshine coming out of their wahoo. What does that mean, Moz? Uh, even those people, you know, are ha ha feeling the urge to take a flight to um, either, you know, south of the equator. Um, Mexico, that was, that's another one. I, I um, sort of, I knew someone who had a neighbor and they would do that every year. They would fly down. Um, and the rest of us would like that as well. Okay, the the skeletons, the skeletons in the basement. So, you know, why go down there? And it's but it's right next to why do archaeology, um, why read history, why think about it? You know, that's old stuff. We're right in the now. Uh, I feel like I've talked about this before, said <laughs> like recently. So. Bear with me. Um, we that we are, we are living history. Um, if this is the last hundred years, you know, fast forward a hundred years, and and those you know last people at, at the, you know during mass extinction. And and hopefully that they're surviving, but they're in a transformed world, and they are no longer who we are, and. Um, it, you know, it's sort of like the last, it's like the climactic third act um, moment, you know, will humanity survive? No, no, humanity will never survive, right? It's, it's, it's about moving on and evolving. And, um, you know, if we're not doing anything, there's this mass extinction. That's a horrible thing. And I don't see it anywhere. I don't see the conversation, the gravity of, of what's going on and that is what is in the basement uh even yesterday a an author a local author in in my science fiction um convention the the community and and she said she was talking about octavia octavia butler and uh parable of the sower and uh it's 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 a weird thing to say that it's a it's post-apocalyptic and it's like, well there's no you know <laughs> I think it's a misuse of the word of apocalypse I think I think we can just go for mass extinction uh, you know post mass extinction come on you know there's there's nothing religious about it you know it's like Mars how dare you outrage um, so okay so post mass extinction mm, yes I like that flavor. Um, because seriously, yeah, seriously, let's let's just take let's just take the apocalypse out of the equation. Uh, why go down into the basement and have that conversation? And and this local writer, um, her name is Ren 
love you, Ren. And she said, I don't want to read that right now. I don't want to think about that right now. Want. And I, my response, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it to Ren, but my response is you need to, you really, really need to, you need to get down there, right? You need to read Octavia Butler's parable of the sower. You need to be working on that, right? We need to address it. We need to, it's, it's not a question of want and it makes me unhappy. I agree. I agree. It's horrible, you know, but we need to, um, and as storytellers, right, that that's, that's our job. Our job is not to make people feel better. It might seem like that. I say, wow, I just read Lord of the Rings and gosh, I feel so good about things. Do you? Do you really? <laughs> it was horrible. What happened to Frodo? What? Come on. It, it destroyed him. <gasps> spoilers. Oh no, spoilers. Um, and if you haven't had it spoiled, you know, you really deserve to have it spoiled. Um, and, and for all of the complaints, um, you know, I, any, anyways, anyways, uh, it's, it's something, it's something to go, we, you know, it's to encounter. And if we don't have that encounter, if we don't have that sublimation and that catharsis, uh, the sublimation being this purging and then the, the catharsis in, in the way I've encountered it is that it's a, it's a group experience. If we don't do that, then, then we're having this really messy buildup. We're having, um, uh, what is it? You know, Victorian problems of Moss, what are you talking about? This feels like part two of, of another episode and uh, just say more focused on the basement. So I've made the argument of why, you know, why do we need to get down there? We need to get down into the dirt in the basement. Um, it's private, right? No one else is seeing this. Hopefully they're not hearing the noises of the digging. Um, hopefully there's nobody in the house. <laughs> this is all figurative, right? So please don't worry. Um, you know, so that part of ourself upstairs realizes the importance of downstairs and and that we've you know that we've got to get to work um if we don't get to work we're gonna you know we are gonna get sick and and that won't be good for ourselves uh, our loved ones and others um, we've got to go and do that work and get down there if we don't uh it could be you know our death by um police it could be the death of others for example if we're not confronting uh, what's happening to the indigenous people the first nations people of canada uh, let alone the racism that's going on if we don't confront that then um that's not that's not good for us why um because the, then we are monsters then we are the monsters we know we are the monsters and we decide, you know, that it's better to be monsters upstairs than, than to go downstairs and be humans. That's tough. That's tough. And I, I don't like it. It upsets me. I don't want to think about uh, police murdering um, mentally ill uh, indigenous people, let alone 
mentally ill people, let alone First Nations. I don't want to think about that. You know, that's very unhappy, very unpleasant. But uh, if, if I don't do the work in the basement, then I'm going to, I'm going to suffer um, more. And, and yeah. Okay, so Carl Jung's basement. <laughs> Hello, Moss, come downstairs. See, see what I've got cooking in the basement, right? You know, I don't want to. You'll feel better. <laughs> Um, I have some, I have some homebrew, right? I'm, I'm, I'm making some, some beer and wine in the basement. And, uh, that's one feature of the, of the hippie commune, you know, of course the, you know, the destroyed, the, um, the failed utopia of the co-op, uh, the CRCA co-op in New Westminster, which is this, you know, tiny little city within the, the Uber city of Vancouver. Yeah, you know, making stuff down there. There was a sewing room. The storage room was in the basement. Um, there were, the, you know, sewing room. There was a couple of other versions, you know. Um, somebody would, you know, rent the room in the basement, a room in the basement, too. Um, there, there was a, a, a publishing sort of venture that was briefly in the, in the basement. And um, <laughs> the... What is it? What is it? The faux hippie or the? I, I really do want to do an injustice to him, and um, you know, sort of like wonderful guy, terrible guy at the same time. You know, he's a guy. <laughs> he's like you know, spectrum of you know, wow, that's awesome, and it's just oh my gosh, you know, he's he's a messed up human being, like everyone. But uh, the argument is. The bones in the basement, the, these skeletons, you know, that are us. And, um, you know, going down, doing archaeology, digging up, uh, having arguments about the meaning of what's down there, perhaps in therapy, perhaps through one's creativity, um, art, etc. Say, say the critique of someone's poem you know, about that basement experience, and then um, th that critique comes back, or there's a conversation between two writers, you know, and, you know, I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> you know, they want a translation. Go, oh, okay, all right. Uh, which, is my, which is my dilemma, my curse, um, because I'm often speaking a foreign language, uh, even though it's English, right? It, it's a... Uh, if you just if you just publish what's written down on paper, right, you'll get blank stares and say, okay, all right, you know, editing is required. Oh, Moss, hire me. I've I've been down that route. You people know nothing. <laughs> I have yet to meet an editor that, that uh, like, say, it's like talking about going down into the basement. And even though I might get nods and yes, and it's like, no, you're not. It's either you're not there yet. Um, I would have to, I would have to work with somebody who's had a, a, you know, common ground. It's just like um, Sylvester McCoy, I think that was the, the doctor's name in Star Trek, and um, he was asking Spock in one of the movies, you know, so what was it like? And uh, I won't spoil that, but Spock's response was, uh, "We have no common ground to to speak." Whereas that is said, there is room for translation right and say it's like this 
right? We could do, we could do a parable. Ooh, parable of the sower. Cool behind the scenes uh, talk about Octavia Butler uh, in the sense of before publication and the community um, that say that there are were other writers that were involved really in 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 the conversation of translation and it was like, how do we communicate we don't have common ground um, you don't you don't you've not been in my basement you don't know and I've not been in your basement and here we are up top you know, two icebergs. <laughs> Every time I bring up icebergs, the, there's this part of myself that says, no, don't talk about the icebergs. <laughs> um, it doesn't, it doesn't literally talk. It's more kind of like a knee jerk, right? Just, you know, otherwise, otherwise people will go down into the basement and then it will be all over. Right. And, and that's what I want. I want this to end. You know, I don't want, um, you know, to be dragging around these dead bodies. Not literally, I think figuratively. Please don't show up at my house with guns and, you know, you said on the podcast that you have dead bodies. Um, family, uh, family secrets, yes. You know, family secrets, uh, you know, secrets of abuse, things that I'm not supposed to talk about. Community, my community, right? We don't talk about that. Well, it's over now. Sweep it under the carpet. And um, that's not how things end, realistically, right? You know, we're in a, we're in a weird emotional s space where nobody wants to deal with it. So, et voila. Um, so for you getting down into the basement, what is it that you don't want to confront? What is it that upsets you? What is it that you fear being like you if you talk about it that you fear you're going to be persecuted right what questions are you going to raise and two there's things out there that i i don't want to have conversations about right that i think um i think it's ugly and disgusting and do i say to that to that writer or that storyteller do i say to them um don't in the sense of that there are things in, in, in our culture, um, and I speak of, say, Vancouver specifically, so we're talking about this uh, British colonial city. It's a hundred years old. This is a colonial city. Uh, yeah, so Vancouver, uh, we're talking about North America. Uh, we're talking about the you know, First Nations experience here. We're talking about the... Um, um, the foreigner experience, the immigrant experience. We get a lot of people from out of town. I was born here. My parents aren't from here. Uh, I, I don't really meet people who grew up here. <laughs> it happens occasionally. I was like, hey, you speak the dialect too. Okay, all right. And of course, you know, all of the out-of-towners are, what, there's a dialect? I have to learn this thing. It's not going to happen. Um, so, so, I'm just remembering a dream I had where there was this, it was sort of like lasagna, but there were all these little flies on the lasagna, and I was attempting to, you know, get rid of the flies. 
and little like um, I, I like calling them the kitchen fairies now, and I think I think that was a Britishism, and I'm sort of sitting there going, well, we can't do Britishisms anymore. Why, right? Because I'm living in a colony, right? I'm, you know, to, to decolonize, right? You know, and just. I did. I didn't grow up in a colony. I realized that I was in one, and and uh, you know, sort of like dancing with the dancing with the settlers, right? Oh, I'm a settler, right? You know. Well, I am unsettled, my friend. I am unsettled. <laughs> Moss, <laughs> I don't like talking with you. You know. Hey, me too. I don't like this. I don't like talking with me either. Um, this is a perfect example. We don't talk about it. You know, that's not what we do. We do not talk about it. And if you bring it up, it is upsetting for yourself and then for others. And and yet it is necessary. I suspect most people that I sort of I can remember talking with and they they would agree. Um even the people who are on the racist side of things, you know, that they have stuff they want to say but they're not allowed to say it. Um and two, once you start listening to those people and, and, you know, what they're upset about, Canada shifts. Canada becomes a different kind of creature. Um, you know, we, we get into a class structure. What are you talking about, Moss? We get into the, the necessity of poverty and the working class, you know, and necessity, question mark? Um, you know, long, long wait lines for people who have uh, medical problems. Um, or say somebody who's looking for work, you know, and it just goes on and on and on. And to work or a job rather than um, getting into something that fits a career, etc., etc. This is not a utopia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, and doesn't it feel so uncomfortable to be talking about these things? And, you know, why are cops shooting mentally ill people, right? Just that blank alone. Why? Why is that, you know, what, is, what happens to these cops, right? And um, so, you know, of course, there's some kind of punishment, right? We've got some kind of punishment, a way of, you know, getting them out of the system and, but also, you know, nipping it in the bud early. Is it say that you should only be uh, driving around in a cop car for a year until you have PTSD? I don't know. You know where are these people coming from? Uh, I grew up with firearm safety. You don't point a firearm at a person, right? Unless you're going to shoot them. And that's the great distinction for me. It's, it's murder before it's murder, right? I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to shoot you to stop you. And when I shoot you, I might kill you. But I'm going to do that. And I would much rather have a mental health nurse there saying, you know, talking, right? Talking, knowing some kind of awesome kung fu, karate, mixed martial arts, you know, uh, you know, you know. Hey, I, I can take you out right now, but we're going to talk you down and we're going to, um, this is a therapy session, right? This is not, I grew up calling police horrible things, 
right? And I, you know, my family was was hurt. Like, say, we we are up, still upset about um, about this ongoing treatment, right? Anyways, no, 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 no. This is my basement, and if you want to come over to my place, and you don't want to talk about what's in my basement, you know, and and you know the obligation. Now I will hear what is in your basement, right? Please go ahead. You have listened. You have listened to you know this story about this, the archaeology that I'm doing, right? That I'm talking about. You know, hey, did you know that? You know, this has happened. This that this happened, right? Um, this terrible, terrible stuff that you know that we do, and oh, we hush it up, cover it up, don't talk about it. That's not us. That's not what we do. And it's like, yes, yes, that is exactly what we do. We are, we are terrible. We are terrible, awful, lovely, uh, happy, fun, um, beautiful human beings. And I, I think that, that the lack of, um, there's, a, there's an element of fantasy in looking at the world, right? You know, that, oh, human beings, human beings are, you know, real human beings. Oh, they never hurt anybody you know, they're, um, yada, yada, yada. It's like, no, no, no. Right. If you, if you meet somebody and they're totally good and, you know, and just giving you the namaste and, you know, peace sign Spock, you know, live long and prosper, um, be worried <laughs> because, because there's a side of this person that is totally repressed. And if that's not coming up, right. You know, be, be a little anxious, be a little nervous. Because it's not realistic. You know, that is not a real person. We are emotional, irrational human beings. And the best thing we could do is to get into our basement and confront that. Writer's block. The, the stuff in the basement is so horrible that we would rather be, you know, in the house on top. Uh, you know, sort of, you know, complaining. I mean, this is me. I complain about, you know, this is going so slow, I'm getting stuck. Um, and then, of course, you know, I'm, exp I'm encountering other... Um, <laughs> what do we call it? You know, if we're not human beings total, right? If we're not, you know, human beings who embrace every aspect of ourselves, and to not actually doing that, you know, acting out our emotional states, but at least, you know purging them in some way, sublimation, right? You know, you're angry about something, well, you don't go out and shoot someone. Instead, you write about it, you paint about it, you make some angry music. That's, that's what we got to do. We got to give the police guitars, right? Guitars and microphones, make it all portable. So when they show up at a crime scene, whatever, they start playing music to the criminals, you know, and say, you know, I'm so angry. And, and <laughs> then the criminals will whip out their microphones and, and, um, you know, some beatboxing will start and, uh, um, and to it, I'm going, you know, wow, that's kind of a stereotype. Uh, um, but if I say hip hop, right, then, then apparently we're sort of, everything is, you know, we've got some intersection going on. And then the police bring in a beatboxer. Okay, let's get let's get out of this analogy. 
so writer's block um i i know writer's block for a while so this would be a couple of years ago i was i was telling talking about how that i would actually engage with the writer's block and i would describe it it's like what does it smell like it smells like you know swiss cheese you know um faint it has a faint cheesy smell and etc etc and um are there, is there anybody there uh what are they doing um and, and creating this scene the into a sensory scene uh you know we get smell taste um texture and just you know feeling like the feeling in the air is it humid right what is that what is that how does the skin respond to what's going on I'm just thinking about the forest fire smoke that we've had for two or three years now and the the effect that that has it, it's kind of like a dopey kind of feeling um, that uh, like so for me you know I'll just sort of you know sort of sit and wait for it to end um, or have responses like put on a face mask and a medical mask to filter some of uh, you know the smoke okay uh the writer's block uh, in conversation with other writers that that it's part of the process that we've come up against something right and um we that we are pulling ourselves back even though it feels like something else it's all of us right it's 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 me and that i'm holding myself back that i i don't want to um, I don't want to do this thing. I need to do the thing, but I, I don't want to. Um, I don't feel like I'm able to to uh, to do it. Yeah. But but there's a shift from that conversation, which is very uh, you know uh, above board. It's on top. It's in the house. Uh, shifting down into the basement. I've been talking about that now. That. Um, that's where that's where we need to be and and there's all kinds of questions there well how do you get down there i didn't even know there was a basement in this place um <laughs> it's like i feel like i i feel like i live in the basement um so yeah that unto itself is a process because uh it it involves disengaging from from our desire right well, I, I'm working on this scene, and it is uh, geared towards audience, publishers, agents, uh, even just sales, right? Oh, well, um, I'm writing something that is appealing, right? It's fun, right? Oh, and I can ship these characters. I can relationship these characters. I can put them in a relationship. Shipping and receiving. And... Um, Oh yes, people, you know, readers are going to love this. My fans will love this, and uh, writer's block. That you know, there's something in the way, and it, it is oneself, right? It's it's me, it's you. You're in your own way, and it, it's it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. Something has to happen. There has to be this breakthrough. This ha has to be this acknowledgement. Um, talking about talking with another writer, uh, he this was last year I think, and Johannes, 
Johannes and uh, or Jonas, and he. Um, and sorry, I lost the train of thought. <laughs> oh, I see. In in a sort of um, okay, we're not going to deal with the thing that is upsetting, you know. And uh, the, I'd like to add, you know, hey, go to therapy. They, that's perfect. Or just call up someone and say, I'm doing this scene. It is blah 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 blah, and I'm having a lot of trouble with it. And then you know, while talking about it, that that's how to get into the basement and to really figure out what that scene's about because something's going on, right? Um, please don't say triggered. I have PTSD. I get triggered. Um, somebody who doesn't have PTSD does not get triggered. But Moss, we've appropriated that saying. Um, if you're upset, you're upset. El finito. Um, okay. Sorry, that was a segue. That's me dealing with my stuff. I was gonna say, I was gonna say a poop word, but <laughs> uh, that's a great example. I love it when people are swearing on the internet, and I, I can, you know, ask them a question, tease them a bit, but really, it's, you know, it's this, it's this sort of making fun. There's classicism there, right? You know, and I will swear and you shall not judge me, you know, as being, you know, you know, filthy and lower class, right? And, and uh, but, but then I'll, I'll stride in with, uh, oh, are we talking about poop? Are we talking about uh, rutting or something like that along those lines? And sort of deflating and how dare you not take me seriously with my, you know, my shockingly vile tongue. It's like, oof. Oof. You know, kind of uh, Dr. Frankenfurter kind of, whoa. <laughs> uh, okay, say, uh, and this is talking with Johannes, uh, you know, go out to uh, a museum. Check out a museum online. You know, just get out there. Uh, I went downtown uh, I went to Chinatown, took some, you know, photographs of the dragons in Chinatown. And I went to um, a number of sites that, say, I was thinking about. And then as I went there, it clarified for me. But once again, that's all upstairs. Um, and it, it would have been closer. And two, this is a confession. Closer, better if I had been, if I had gone to, um, there's this Museum of Anthropology, which again, it's, that's the tip of the iceberg. Don't talk about icebergs. Uh, okay, so yeah, the, the, that would have been something a step closer. Um, right now, it's about talking with First Nations elders and the repression there's this part of myself, um, again, I don't want to, want, I don't desire to talk to these people, right? I, I, it's, up, it's upsetting. It's, it's not triggering, it's upsetting, right? It's, it's sad. I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel, um, you know, I don't want to deal with this thing. It's not my problem. I need to deal with it. It's 100% my problem. It's my responsibility uh, 
you know, yeah, to confront. Um, and yet there's this resistance. So yeah, I, I could go to local Vancouver museum and da, da 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 and I'm not hitting any of the notes. Uh, yeah, in music, you know, you know the the dark keys. Uh, you know, if you if you hit all the white keys, they sound. Um, you know, of course, some of them are you know more bassy, lower notes, and then we have the higher notes and um, twinkle twinkle and um, doom and gloom but the if you hit the the black notes you get sounds that are um troubling right and of course you know there is a place to use these notes but at the same time there is this um i'm just using this as a way to 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 describe uh, that uh oh gosh i heard I heard something about, say, the blues, blues and jazz. That that's all that it uses, or, or you know, that it, you know that that's the focus, you know. And um, once again, that that's disturbing. Is it that say myself that I? I think it's that again. I need to more than others. Maybe I remember a. Uh, an older woman on Facebook telling this local science fiction fan, super fan, um, who's very cool. I like him, Robin. Um, oh, last name. Uh, wonderful guy. <laughs> I think he's a redhead. I, it's, it's very sort of close cropped, but I, I, think he's, I think he's a redhead. Auburn. Anyways, uh, Chance. There we go, Chance. And we were talking about, you know, Canada, the real Canada, and suddenly this older um, woman uh, who, you know, he's associated with, probably in his family, started talking about how great Canada was. Not how, not a balanced, not, you know, it was very upstairs. It was very, you know, the house. Oh, the house. The house is well taken care of, and it's clean, and uh, just had a fresh coat of paint, and um, very healthy environment, right? You know, got rid of all the rodents and... Uh, you know, the, you know, the ant thing, we, we just killed all the ants in the yard, and um, <clears throat> we only have uh, really, you know, lovely people over. <laughs> Jeez, this goes on and on, and we've dealt with the neighbors, right? You know, those terrible neighbors, right? <laughs> you, know, you know, and, uh, you know, got, got them out of there at last. Whoa, jeepers. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, she, desperate. She wants that. Canada, uh, whatever, you could put whatever country in there, whatever city, whatever neighborhood, uh, you know, that it, it's good. It's a good place. That's not reality. That is not realistic anywhere in the world. And, you know, if you don't have both sides of the coin, you know, you have a very unrealistic, um, also to a repressed, there's a repressed uh, conversation there. Thanks a lot, Moss. You just ruined my day. My friend, uh, my comrade, writer, uh, fellow citizen of the world, um, cosmopolitan, please be a cosmopolitan. Even if you're just an armchair cosmopolitan, um, expand your horizons. Even locally, right? There's a depth of importance locally. And, you know, I, f I find myself in communication with people who 
they're not here. They don't live where I live, in the city. This city, this whatever, this province and country and this planet, they don't live here. Uh, and, and in that critique is also the lesson for me of where am I, right? What, <laughs> what happened, right, you know? Oh, this isn't a this isn't a colonial city. We're not. This is not a colony. It's like we haven't colonized anyone. Um, um, I'll edge away slowly. You know, this person's a ticking time bomb. You know, they're, they're what? How is this going to explode? How are they going to vent this? Um, and and the Canadian way, as I know it, as I see it, as I experience it, is nothing. It'll be this silence. This deafening scream of silence uh, that um, negates everything and, uh, you know, teach it to the kids, teach it to the immigrant kids, uh, teach it to the First Nation kids, right? You know, do not, do not go down into the basement. And we are moving out of the second act crisis and we've moved into the third act uh, we're heading towards the climax but we are of this episode of the podcast but we are required to in order to get to the climax and blow up the death star we are required to let go we are required to go down into the basement as far as this episode goes your job is to at least consider that there's a part of yourself as a writer that you know you do not want to encounter, right? You do not want to talk about stuff. You need to talk about that stuff. I, hmm, do I do I want for you to go down or do I need for you to go down? I I, I can only sort of say convey, um, and to for myself. I need to go down there. I think you could live a very lovely life, like Robin Chance, um, who does a podcast about science fiction and fantasy. It's, it's awesome, and it's called uh, uh, Invaders from Planet 3, um, bloggingHood.com, and, and he's local. He's Vancouver. And I love you, Robin, but, you know, you know I'll bring up First Nation stuff, and Robin, you know, is dealing with it. He knows, he knows, but it's we're, that both of us, we're all, all raised not to talk about this, right? We're going to keep it in the basement um, and we're going to try to live upstairs as much as we can, you know, because it's awful. It's upsetting to go down into the basement. And two, I'm sorry, Robin. Uh, and two, this is, this is getting off the hook and saying that you have engaged with me and you've been supportive, um, even though I'm tackling, you know, the deep, dark, um, terrible uh, stuff that is us. And so I appreciate that. You're not off the hook entirely. <laughs> but, you know, you're half... I'm sorry, I'm not going to judge you on that. I'm just going to say that you, you put up with me. And two, you know, what the heck? I, I'm sort of self-segregating myself. I am... I'm saying that I'm doing something that is uncomfortable for others and attempting to sort of soften the blow. <laughs> so forget you, Robin. <laughs> if you can't deal with it. <laughs> Woof. Woof. Anyways, 
if you love science fiction and fantasy, check out Robin's uh, blog. <laughs> the end of a friendship has <laughs> just occurred. Um, I don't like talking with you, Moss. <laughs> you disturb me. You unsettle me. Mmm, settler. An unsettled settler. Mmm, delicious. Um, okay, so... Uh, can I say that that's sort of like the core of, of what I'm working on is, is to unsettle in the sense of, you know, decolonize. Um, I really, really, you know, I need that. I need that. And two, I'm probably not like you. I, um, you know, I, I grew up unsettled and, uh, you know, most people I'd like to think have had a pretty, you know, it's okay. They don't see a necessity. They don't see um, a problem, right? As long as we don't talk about it, problem, it doesn't exist. You know, and it's like, well, you know, ignorance is bliss, hey? Ignorance is bliss. To look into the abyss. There we go. To look into the abyss that is in the basement. Um, I've argued before that in the basement is is the best part of ourselves and for me that's the case by confronting my uh role as a colonist like say how you know how i you know i don't want to say suckered into but say suckered into you know that i have grown up uh, i've been taught to be a colonist I have behaved as a colonist, right? I've done all of the things that I'm supposed to do as a colonist. And um, maybe as a, uh, as a special case, as somebody who's mentally ill, that it, that just not as possible, right? That I'm not able to, sort of like the soldier, where you sort of break someone down and build them back up. That, that as a mentally ill, as a disabled person, as in the sense of mental illness, that I, I'm not able to do that, that the the build up, right, that there was this missing component, um, you know, there's this essential piece that was missing. In my heart, I want to, ooh, moss, heart, don't you mean psyche? Uh, at the heart of my psyche, uh, <laughs> at the core of my being, at, at, this, at the self with a capital S, moss, go on, no. Uh, I, I really want to, I need to believe that every every person in Vancouver has I know there's probably one person that doesn't, right? You know, the the sociopath, the psychopath and I I get that. But say 99.999 and uh, people that that they need to go down into the basement and and go there to to get uh, who they're supposed to be, the, the best part of themselves, right? To go down there. To heal, I want to believe that it's not just want, oh, well, there we go. I want to believe. So just bringing it back to, yeah, bringing it back to myself, I need, I need this. I need the basement. Um... I'm not a whole and a complete person without the basement. I'm I'm not a human being, you know, unless I, I go down there and tackle that. This. And and that is to say that, you know, right now, uh right now I do have um writer's block, but not in the sense um 
I'm, I'm it, as, as the process, you know, and going, oh, it's time to go downstairs again. It's time to go down into the basement, open the, open the basement door, you know, dark, right? Flip on the light switch. <laughs> oh, I need to replace the light bulb. <laughs> and then, you know, horror music is playing in the background and someone in the audience says, you know, don't go down in the basement. There's something terrible down there. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's me, <laughs> says the protagonist. I'm down there. Yeah, and so um, that's me right now. Is, is I have writer's block in the sense of the external, the outer world, um, you know, my house upstairs. Uh, I don't need to be up here right now. I don't need to be talking with you right now. I think it's important but you know that's a journey you know for everyone else and for me it's important to to get down here and as i say that you know there's that um uh, for me there's the truth of that right that you know i'm i'm down here right now i'm down in the basement right now and it may seem as though you know say yeah i say i you know i'm mentally ill i have ptsd you know, I'm depressed, um, I'm thinking about mortality, um, you know, really, I always have, but say that it's, it's a better way to be confronting, uh, you know, for myself to be confronting uh, the, the truths that are, are down here, that say the skeletons, the skeletons in the closet. And it's like, wow, well, that's a thing, but the skeletons in the basement, you know, you got to check those out. Um, and uh, so this is sort of, you know, this is to Johannes, and this is to everybody, um, you know, with lots of love, you know, you've, you know, please, please, uh, you know, go downstairs, please do that. Get down there, get into the, the dirt, you know, and start, you know, digging and scraping it away and taking measurements and notes and photographs and um, in this uh, ancient, uh, you know, crime scene. Is it a crime scene? Is it a, is it just, you know, a burial? Is, what are the rituals around this, this burial, this part of ourself that is down there? Uh, for a Jungian, it would be, you know, ultimately it's about, you know, gaining access to the self with the capital S, uh, this, uh, the central core part of, uh, everyone, right. The thing that we all share, right. That it's, you know, that's right. In, <clears throat> in this work with the skeletons and, uh, as, as we approach the end of this episode. No, Moss, I don't want it to stop. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Uh, let's see. How are we doing? Oh, yeah, we're at the end. <laughs> well, lots of love. Take care and uh, get downstairs. <laughs>